Hello, welcome to Connecting Christ. Thank you for joining us, and such a blessing to uh, to be back with you after Father's Day. Just so thankful for Father's Day. So thankful for fathers, our Heavenly Father, our real fathers. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a father. No yet. I don't even have a pet. So, tell us about being a father. What do you got for? What do you got for? Him? Well, for, to be, be a father or become a father is, is kind of hard. My, my, my situation was kind of different from different fathers that you see out there. Uh, but in this, in this time right now, I'm born uh, close together with my kids. And uh, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of, you see in the mirror your past. Like, you know the things that you be doing in the, in the, when you was younger? And then your kids do the same thing as you do, but it's different era. But in the time we don't have no Androids, no phones, nothing like that. Now everything's technology, but I still do the same thing. It's like continue our past, but doing the present. It's something, something miracle. The only thing I may say is like right now we are more open. I mean, I'm more open in, in different situations. Our our education is kind of different. Our respect has been changed. Sometimes we say we've been changed for for uh, instead to be better i i think that we sometimes for worse but in the other parts that we're more open and reclining about the decision we happen in this in this kind of community especially we will, oh, about this fight about black life matters which is true we need to be you know uh, supporting 100 percent because no matter what color you are we have to be equally uh, we have to respect each other and that's it, man. That's it. Be a father is it's an amazing thing, and sometimes it's a struggle. Sometimes you stress out. But the, the good point about it is like when you reach the limit, or when you talk to convince your kids you are right, they're always going to say you're wrong <laughs> until they grow up. That's how it's part of life. You can avoid what they want to live in. You just kind of tell them, listen, this is your life. It's your choice. That's it. You just support them. Period. Okay. Um, you know, just one of my reports from this week is just that uh, I had gone paddle boarding and my phone got wet. It wasn't working. I prayed and it started working again. Oh, uh, just like that. Oh, and so this one, this is the same message, same phone that's, that we're recording on right now. And this is the same message that I had last week is that pray for the little things and it keeps happening. Like things don't work. I pray. But it's it supposed it's to crazy. be, the, the iPhone is supposed to be waterproof. It's supposed to be, but it wasn't. It wasn't working. It wouldn't charge either. And it just started charging all, you know, wow. prayer, and then it started working. So it's pretty amazing. Okay. Right. What else do you have for us? The moment today's Monday. Well, was technically yesterday was all day. My kids surprised me with these uh, pancakes, think, uh, how you call it, French toast, egg. That was an amazing. And besides that one, you see, sometimes you're expecting a gift. I mean, or people expecting a gift, but the best gift is... Uh, to me, it was the the videos how from childhood until they grow until now. So they, they, they did a video of, of pictures they from them as as like the children, you yeah. know, being small kids to until now and they made me cry so so bad. So and they bad. told them not to cry at the end in the <laughs> in the video. And I was crying like a baby. Right? <laughs> yeah, it was an awesome video. It's so special. special. What about you? What you do to your father? Oh, you send. Um, it's a surprise. Yeah, it's a surprise. Yeah. I can say that. Yeah, we'll see. But that was nice. Let's talk about it another time. But yeah. uh, the Bible calls us to, to honor our parents and to honor those that came before us. And so I think that's just something I think about. Is like that's why we have Mother's Day. It's so important. That's why we have Father's Day. And the fathers are the leaders of our life, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you're called to be a leader to your family. And, you know, I, I try to be a leader. And, you know, I hope to be a leader. But it's something that we're called to do, and and it's not, it's not fun being a leader, right? You gotta do the hard things. You gotta make the hard decisions, and uh, you you gotta set a good example, or you want to at least, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. a challenge. And a special, uh, special Happy Father's Day, uh, for to Kyle and to Mo. We know there, mm-hmm. they got kids, you know. And, Definitely. And this guy coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of these days. One of these has to be coming. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Right. Okay. Go ahead. And um. And so, um, one thing I think about is, the best leader was Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And so I found myself in a legal situation where I was, I had people accusing me, 
and accusing my client. And I was like, man, you know, and it was so, it was so emotionally challenging. It's so frustrating. And I'm like, man, Jesus went through this and he passed every test. He explained everything. Like I was so angry. I couldn't even, I couldn't even speak well. I couldn't even get out my thoughts because I was just so mad. And I'm like, Jesus went through this. You know what I mean? Jesus had to deal with other people in the same circumstance. And he passed every test. He explained everything perfect for all of time. Because he already knows. But it's amazing. It's just amazing. Like when you, when you try to live up to his, when you try to be like him, none of us are going to be like him. But when you try, you, you understand. You're like, man, this guy's incredible. The fact that he could do it the way he did it is just it's amazing, and so that's why that's why I aspire to be like him. That's why I follow him. That's why I love the Bible. That's why I love Jesus. And so, it's it's definitely a challenge. It's it definitely a challenge. challenge, but it makes us better. It makes us stronger. It's like it's like when I, you know, to to come here to Brickell is is kind of hard to me because I live in Boca and come sometimes I get Uber or leave or take the bus. But today I was. Since I got this phone, I was watching a movie again about just mercy, right? And I just say, why we support BLM and Black Lives Matter, right? But what about if I go to Brickell, gives me my idea, I'm paying half of my of my skin black, I'm out there half wearing my skin, right? Just to support and let it know. I'm, even I don't have the skin in black, but my my inside of me, I have it supported. And, and it seems like, Maybe some people won't like it. Some people they will hate it. Say, I'm gonna leave it like that. But I just wanna say, man, it's like what happened in in our country, and what happened in all the world. We gotta we gotta support this. Um, I mean, I'm gonna say this, and we gotta support most of the black people because they are really suffer. And one of my my friends say that means because you born black, you know how to play. You're guilty. Matter of fact, you have to be like like you, like yourself, you know, be normal. What's the difference, you know? And and, and, and it's thanks God that we were talking about that and normal. I mean, uh, we, we got to express our, our thanks God, all this media goes in that way, like they need to express ourselves. Yeah. And it's, it's incredible that, you know, people are even treated differently because of the color of their skin. Happens to and me in Spanish. Happens to me always one too. Of course. And it's just... It's terrible that people can't just love, you know what I mean? Just love and, and not be judgmental. But, you know, we all have to acknowledge reality as it is and how, it, you know, how other people's reality, not just our own, not just mine being like a white male, but also in the, uh, acknowledge others' reality of, you know, maybe being a black female or maybe being a, an immigrant that doesn't have papers. You know no, what I mean? This is my question my, guy, my son asked me the other day. Like people are oppressed as immigrants as well. You know what I mean? We're all just people. We're all just know? people. My, my, my son asked me, Papi, um, you know, my, um, if I got a girlfriend which is black, that, that would be okay? What would my best answer? I said, Papi, no matter, no matter what you, what you, what you choose, you're going to be happy because the person's loving you. You don't look for the colors or the skin. You look for the heart. And say, Papi, I hope everybody's like you because people is always looking at you with different things. You know what I mean? And yeah. Yeah. And especially when you're talking to your kids, you know, you want them to learn. But, you know, there's bad things that have happened, but I also see, like, things improving as well in terms of, like, creating change and, like, showing you know, educating everyone. I've been educated myself, but I think everyone's been educated to an extent about what's going on, what are the problems, uh, you know, actually seeing these horrible things on video that you would never expect to happen to anybody. And it's just like, why? Why would anybody treat another person like that? What? Even a know? dog. Even a dog. Yeah, you wouldn't treat a dog like that. You wouldn't treat a worm like that. You know what I mean? So it's, it's terrible. Uh, you know, people need Jesus. We need Jesus. Everyone needs Jesus. Everyone and knows. the main thing about Jesus that we need is is how to treat each other, which is love. And we're going to talk about that today. And we're going to jump into it in a moment. Um, and it kind of reflects pretty well, right? If, you know, uh, pretty well to what we're talking about. Is there anything you want to add before we get into the scripture? Yes. Uh, everybody who's listening out there, um, yes. Uh, 
if you and you have any moment to hesitate and, and your your neighbors or your friends uh, or maybe you choose oh i like him because he has blue eyes i like him because he's a uh, uh why or or maybe he like because he's, he's, he's big don't hesitate don't look for that just look through the heart you know what i mean it's like look who is your neighbor and, and try to be with them and together you know make this make this world better make this thing together so we when we go out there we can go with our pride like say we are only one we know our you know yeah, we're equally mm -hmm. things like that and you just reminded me uh, i was reading and i'm still unclear on the original law but i was listening to another sermon about um stoning the woman we talked about it two two times ago no. the prostitute mm -hmm. and um you talked about how the the law had changed when jesus came along and he said we that know that to be true but you know the original law was that she was supposed to be stoned to death and her husband was supposed to be stoned to death okay and they talked about jesus wrote in the sand and they're like what did he write and mm. you know what we did we knew he wrote even though this is like metaphorically or like an allergy, but he wrote a new law, you know what I mean? Which is forgiveness. And, you know, he told her, send no more, go, go off. I don't accuse you. He didn't accuse her. And he said, send no more. And so, um, that because was a change you know? because he got the power to do that. Yeah. He got, believe me, when even he didn't be sacrificed in that time yet, he knows he's going to be sacrificed for them. So he give it like, okay, you know what? You're the big, you're this, you are the people who commit this sin. So I'm gonna let you go free because in the end, I'm gonna die for you. So I guess he do that part, right? And the other thing is that, so kind of like what I was saying before. So they ask him, okay, what are you gonna do, Jesus? And it's supposed to be a setup. Jesus is supposed to kill her, right? Yeah. And he takes his time and he writes, and he's just ignoring people like they're. You know, trying to set him up. They're trying to trick him, and he writes in the sand. He's just ignoring him, like peaceful, perfect no peace. No yeah, nobody knows what he's writing. Maybe they're like, maybe he wrote a heart. Maybe he wrote all their names and what they did. You know what I mean? And they were like, oh, I don't want him to judge me. But the thing that's awesome is that Jesus is the judge, right? And we saw how he judged her. We know he's a judge. We know she committed a crime. Mm -hmm. And what did he do? He said you know, be free and send no more. And we're going to talk about that today, but I just, okay. um, it, reiter it reiterated the point that you had said before, and we had discussed it, and I keep hearing, you know, more details about it. So I wanted to kind of express it okay. from what you said before. So we're jumping in. Dispute over children's children Jesus's opponents are. So we're going through two sections today. Uh, is John 8, 31. John 8, 31, dispute over whose children Jesus' opponents are. So, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants, and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are looking for a way to kill me because you have no room for my word. I am telling you what I have seen in the father's presence, and you are doing what you have heard from your father. Mm -hmm. Abraham is our father, they answered. Jesus said, if you were Abraham's children, then you would do what Abraham did. As it is, you are looking for a way to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the works of your own father. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet, because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? 
Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Jesus claims about himself. Then the Jews answered him, Aren't we right in saying that you are Samaritan and demon-possessed? Jesus said, I am not possessed by a demon, but I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. I am not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it, and he is a judge. Very truly I tell you, whoever obeys my word, word will never see death. At this they exclaimed, Now we know you are demon-possessed. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. Yet you say that whoever obeys your word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus replied, If I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My Father, whom you claim is your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and obey his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. They said to him, Yet you are not fifty years old, and you have seen Abraham? Very truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, Before Abraham was born, I am. At this, they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. And so I like to call that Ninja Jesus. <laughs> and that's the end of the, you know, the end of that passage. But it's, it's real deep. It's real interesting. Um, there's a lot to say with it. What do you think, Joel? We could break it down. Paragraph yeah, yeah, by paragraph. Right okay. All right. So if you hold them, Jesus said, if you hold my teaching, you are my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So we constantly hear about Jesus being the truth. Mm -hmm. And they said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So the truth will set you free. So freedom comes from Jesus, mm -hmm. and truth comes from Jesus. Okay. If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth. So from his teachings, you get the truth, and the truth will set you free. Mm -hmm. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, Very very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Because so that's that. interesting, right? Because that's a generalization that he's saying, Everything I say is truthful. And now I'm saying, Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Yeah, so basically he's talking about us. Because we are them. Yeah, we're all sinners, right? We are sinners. So basically he's talking about us. No matter... If you are right now in front of the camera talking about God, maybe I do something wrong that I didn't like it, and uh, I've been I've been lying, you know, I've been uh, I've been commit sin. So, is where is where Jesus say like, if you commit sin, you you uh, you're a liar. So you're a, you're a sinner now. If you commit like if you like say Jesus, why do this? I'm so sorry, you know things like that. And he he will forgive me and continue with my continue with my life. But he already know my heart. I, I will not forget, I ask for forgiveness. I think as well, like, when I think of being a slave to sin, I think of, like, addiction, right? Oh, the man. more you, say you're addicted to alcohol, the more you drink, the more you got to drink more. And, and it overtakes your life, it owns you. But when you get Jesus, he sets you free. You, it's the best resolution to any addiction. And you no longer have that need for it. I mean, uh you know, I think that's how he breaks the chain of slavery. I think that's how he sets us free. And so I think, you know, it's something to where, you know, if you're if you're encumbered in sin, you know, just pray, you know, God, please set me free. Please, please set me free from this and try to align yourself with Jesus and what he is doing and how he did it. And that's going to be the best way to to break that chain. I call it a chain because it it bounds us with um with what it is we're addicted to, and, or whatever weakness it is that we have. Yeah, and also they, they were talking about, uh, they, they was claiming they become from their sons or from Abraham. Abraham, Abraham. And what happens, like, he say, if you are sons with Abraham, you should know who I am. And you don't, basically, you don't follow me, you don't follow my rules, so you know are either Abraham or nobody else, you're from the devil. And and this, that's the part he is like, I, I believe in that time he got mad to say, you guys want to kill me and I speak the truth. And I, you basically, you see my miracles. Basically, I already born before Abraham and you still don't believe my words, even believe my father. So you offended me, you offended my father. Because I remember he said one thing, if you want to see my father, you got to come to me. 
All right. So now those people want to kill him for no reason. So that's the devil we're talking about right there. So. Yeah, it's pretty, this is real deep. And so he says, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but mm -hmm. a son belongs to it. So he talks about, if you don't have Jesus, you're a slave to sin. And you're not part of like the family of God. Mm -hmm. But a son belongs to it. And if the son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. So he talks about, as a son, when you bring in Jesus, you become like a son to the, to the father. And you get freedom as well. So he's kind of tying them back together. He says, I know you're Abraham's descendants. And he's agreeing with them. But there's two things. There's there's an earthly father and a heavenly father. And Abraham is more like an earthly father. He was there, but he's not God. And Jesus was there the whole time. Jesus was there when Abraham came. Everybody came after Abraham. And Jesus is a heavenly God. But Jesus also came down to earth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as but a heavenly yeah, but I think so. we, take, we can compare we can compare the rules or the Abraham law, which is different. That Jesus law and it's completely different because Jesus come from heaven through there. Abraham come from mortals. It's is completely different. He could be, I think Abraham become from Eden and Eva, right? Eva and, and Eden. I think he was after them, but he came from man. From man. So yeah. that's nothing to do with it's a, it's a, it's a mortal. It's a, it's a, it's a human being. Mm -hmm. God, is, God, God is God, and Jesus is completely different. You're talking about the whole, the Alpha and the Omega is completely different. Nothing to do with that. We can compare Abraham's law with Jesus' law. So um, technically speaking, this human being is really confused. Oh, because we see Abraham, we follow. It's like a president. Oh, we adore our president. He do a lot of much for a president. But unfortunately, that president is no the big, big God. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's nothing. It's, it's nothing. Nothing to God. Nothing to God. I heard this thing that's like, I think Joel Osteen said it. And he's like, anything any man does on earth, nobody can stop the sun from rising. Nobody can stop from the waves from forming. You no, know what I mean? And so like, God has control. And God is pinpoint on control. You know what I mean? The earth is not going to stop spinning. And so I just, I thought, I found that uh, comforting. That's nice. Yes. That's very nice. So Jesus says, I know you're Abraham's descendants. You're looking for a way to kill me because you have no room for my word. So I think what he talks about is like when you, when you're void of Jesus, it's like they almost, if you have a void of Jesus, it's almost like you have a space for the devil or you have a space for hate. And they're trying to kill Jesus, and obviously he's not—he's not having that. He's not happy about it. Um, I'm telling you what I've seen in the Father's presence, and you're doing what you've heard from your father. Abraham is our father. They answered, "If you were Abraham's children, then you would do what Abraham did." So Abraham followed God, but they're not following God. Is what he's—you know—Jesus is contesting. As it is, you are looking for a way to kill me, a man who told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. And so Abraham's telling, or I mean, Jesus is telling over and over, I'm telling the truth, I'm telling the truth, I'm telling the truth. This is what I tell you, I'm telling you the truth. Um, so they were offended by what Jesus said, and it's understandable. I mean, they don't sound crazy if you, you know, just live within the world and you don't yeah, understand course. the spiritual course, world. Course, course. It makes sense what they're saying, but what he's doing, he's, he's saying, Everybody that's like atheists every, out there, everybody's going to experience these same thoughts and these same objections to Jesus and the spiritual world. Mm -hmm. And these are like the, these, these are the responses that we have to make as, as disciples of Jesus in order to explain to people how the spiritual wor world works and how Jesus works. It's the same thing. It's the same reason for why you f should follow Jesus is why he's telling people to follow him. It's the same logic, the same explanation. It's like, yes, it is. hey, you know, you're you're a slave to sin, and if you have Jesus, he'll set you free. The person who follows the Son is free indeed. So Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me, for I have come here from God. And so he's saying, you should love me because God loves me. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? So there's where he's frustrated, right? How can you not understand? I'm telling you. Because you are unable to hear what I say, you belong to your father, the devil. And so he's saying like that the, I think what it is, like the devil desires people not to be with Jesus or not to follow Jesus. To him, that's winning. 
he wants to bound people in sin. He wants to bound, like, collect souls Remember that the, don't go to heaven. It's, 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 if you're taking about the devil, the devil is so powerful. It's really powerful. They can do things you can imagine. But, and even it's, 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 it's hard to, as a human being, to follow Jesus and God with the devil presence. Because the devil will tempt you no matter what in a minute. You in a minute, you is it's like you say like, John. I this put it away. What's what is the most valuable thing the the devil does? We play with you about money. Money is his thing. It's not about Jesus. Jesus said, "Make the rich appear no here." So if you say like, "Hey man, forget about this. What we're doing? No. Sign this. I give you a million dollars. Forget about this. And we do something else." I give you a million dollars. I can buy a house. I can buy a boat. I can buy a car. I can do the business. Ah, let me do it. That's a tricky thing. And, and Jesus is different. Listen, you don't need a million dollars. What you need to continue what you're doing because when you die, your soul is going to be free out there. So it's, it's two things. The devil will always be testing your things. The devil always going to put in, in your front of it. It's like you have a good woman in your house, right? And then let's put this way. You put uh, a different woman like, Gorgeous, the best, the best, put this way. But you don't know she's the best. The best is the one that you have it. So it's tempting you. Or yeah. even the best car, you have a, an old car. You have an example, an old Toyota, small car. We compare now cars. And they say, listen, because I, I will give you this Maserati or this Lamborghini. But I love my car. Even you're not supposed to be the Sotinta. An idea, I love my car, my car can get me well, never give me, give me any problem. I know I'm gonna get a new one, but what you need to, you're giving away. So it's like that you're not giving away things, you're not giving away your your what you work for. Because this is this is a job that you do it, and the human being is a job, but it's your soul you can do right now. Everything what you speak right now, everything what you do is your soul. It's like your your thing, it's like why you be doing this? Nobody's paying you to do this. It's because you wanna you wanna redeem to Jesus. Hey, listen, I get you. You give me your life, I'm gonna pay back your life for something. Let me do something for you is what you be doing this. Not that they will say, no man, forget about it. It's like yesterday. Man, young, go over there, Joel, go over there and forget about me. You got another week to do that. And then what happened? In this 20 minutes, say, no, let's do this. We gotta do this. Because if we don't surrender to God or Jesus, I don't wanna surrender to the devil. <laughs> Things pass by. Even uh, we got our issues right now, economy, whatever it is, you can surrender to the devil because God always say He's gonna prove you. Amen. You are right here, you know. I want you to keep building okay. this thing. I want you to keep building this thing, this thing, this thing to be. You can see me up there. I don't want you to be you now. So things like that, you know. I mean, it's like you surrender to Him and He will bless you no matter what. The blessing is gonna come in now or later. They will come. A storm is gonna come, but a storm never lasts forever. And you got seven days during the week, and seven days is gonna rain one day, or maybe four days, maybe five days, but they gotta stop. Yeah, it's nature. And Jesus says, What you get to him, he'll multiply by a hundred times. You know what I mean? I forgot about that. Ten one. or a hundred times. So you're more asking. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, that's why we do it, right? Yeah, and, we do um, it. And it's following his advice, right? This is what he's telling us, and there's benefits to it. And the devil's powerful, but. Jesus is a lot more powerful. The devil can't tempt Jesus. Jesus can protect you from the devil. And, you know, I think it's just, yeah, it's going to present challenges, but, you know, it's also we're growing and we're learning from the challenges and we're getting better through them. Okay, let me see. Another thing I want to say was that, um, and this is real important to me, is that the reasons people should follow Jesus is that, and this is something, you know, it should we should just do from the beginning. It's like, hey, you're here. I know people, everybody I know has stress. Everybody I know has guilt. Yep. Everybody I know has, has been condemned. And when you follow Jesus, you give all those things up. Everybody I know sin. I, I kind of like to leave sin out of it because everybody uses sin, right? And it's everybody like people feel bad about it. But let's talk about guilt. Hey, I made a mistake. You know what? Jesus is going to wipe it clean. You got a clean slate. You start fresh. 
who doesn't love to start fresh? <laughs> you know what I mean? We all need to start fresh. But and it's, I have to forgive myself constantly because I'd be like, man, I shouldn't have done something I did a long time ago. This, but it's and then it's like, right. you know, being a Jesus follower is you let it go, you know? You just let it go and move on. You know, thank, thank you, Jesus, for, for taking away my guilt. Anxiety. Hey, mm. I got to pay the bills. I got to make money. Mm-hmm. I need to get this done. Oh, somebody's mad at me because I was late. For, or I did. I said something I didn't mean. Or I acted, you know, I, I let my emotions get the best of me. Jesus is going to take your anxiety. Jesus is going to take your problems. We all have that. We all need it. Period. Period. And so I was thinking, you know, I always think about this stuff when I'm running. But I'm like, why do, why do I follow Jesus? What's my best benefit? And that's it. That's it. Take your guilt. Take your problems, take your anxiety, and you'll be free. When the sun says free, free indeed. Hold on. Oh, there we go. Sorry. Um, I paused briefly, but uh, we'll keep going. Um, the Jews answered him, aren't we right in saying that you are Samaritan and demon-possessed? So isn't that funny? They asked Jesus if he's demon-possessed, right? And he's like, no, I'm not Jesus. Demon-possessed. Um was he a Samaritan? He wasn't a Samaritan either, right? He's no. from Israel. But he didn't argue the Samaritan part. Notice that? So it's it's not really about... Oh, regreso por... Regresa por... Regresas por favor. Um, but it's not about where he's from. I think that's why he doesn't respond to it. But he can guarantee that he's not demon-possessed. And I think that's... He responds to that right away. I honor my father, and you dishonor me. I am not seeking glory for myself, but the one who seeks it. And that's one thing I love about Jesus. It's never about Jesus. You know what I mean? All he does is sacrifice and give. That's the only thing he, he mentioned is God. The only thing he mentions. Yeah. Only, he didn't even say, I'm doing it. I'm never going to read the scripture. He said, I'm doing this for me. He always say, I'm doing this for my father. And and the other thing he says, that he always says things. He's sending here. So, uh, he is always mentioning those things. He always say, he sent me here and I do for my father, nothing else. He never, I mean, we never should claim Jesus, right? The only thing, the last thing he's saying was, if you come to me, you come to me, you're going to see my father. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. But everything else is like, my father, my father, my father, my father. Even when he pray, he put his father first. Mm-hmm. Even when he is talking about his father first, so... So imagine that, I mean, I, if I have a father, or I have my father, right? And like, I'm going to mention my father 24-7. That would be, to me, that would be tired. Like, right. oh, my father told me this. My, or even you're talking to you as a person. Or, you know, my father told me how to use the computer. My father told me how to sweep. My father told, so everything's about father, 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 father. I mean, you're getting annoyed, and, you, and you're getting like, wow, so much father. But for him, it's... It's different, like, he's talking about his father. My father teach me, my father sent me, my father taught me, my, my, my father is giving these visions. So everything's about his father telling you those things. And every time you, you read the Bible, you don't get tired because everything his father, his father, his father. You know, it's really funny, and I didn't realize this before, but whenever he said my father, I think about God, right? But for Jesus, it really is his father because he didn't have a father, right? The Immaculate Conception and God put it in there. So it's like... For him, you have that literal, direct, spiritual connection mm-hmm. between, oh, my father sent me, my father did exactly. this. Which is it's kind of interesting. interesting. An interesting little twist that I hadn't considered before. But you're right. All he talks about is, you know, my it's father funny. says this, my father says that. He has no, no self-interest, zero self-interest. And there's no other reason to do it. Why... Why, why would we all sacrifice ourselves for the door? You know what I mean? We wouldn't do it unless there was a, a special meaning to it or, or something. Even when he died, when he crucified, he said, Father, please, here, take this. You know, everything. Like, yeah, forgive them for, for they know not what they do. You exactly know what I mean? So. He's still forgiving. He's still helping people. It's amazing. Right. Amazing, amazing. And so... Uh, very truly, I tell you, whoever obeys my word will never see death. And so, you know, we know about eternal life when you're a Jesus believer. At this they exclaim, now we know you're a demon-possessed. Abraham died and so did the prophets. Yet you say, whoever obeys your word will never take that. 
And so Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave, which is like a phrase you'll hear often. But, um, you know, he died and then he resurrected. So he wasn't really dead. It's the spirit. You know what I mean? Maybe his earthly body was dead, but the spirit never died. You know, he, he sits next to the Father in heaven. Jesus replied, if I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My Father, who you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. So he's not saying, I glorify myself, but God is glorifying me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I obey his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the th thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. And so he's talking about like going back and saying that Abraham was seeing forward about what was going to come. Do you think he's talking about Abraham spiritually in heaven or Abraham alive on earth? I think we're spiritual. Because we're yeah. The thing is like Abraham, he don't know Jesus in the beginning. But when he died, he went up there, he find out Jesus exists. So what he's talking about like, I know Abraham from the beginning because when he died, Abraham died, Jesus and God was there. So surprise for Abraham when he died, he saw the surprise. Oh, you're here and you're going to go to the earth saving everybody. So it's like that. So when he's talking about that part, like talking about like, I renew him from the one. He's talking about when he went to heaven. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like that challenge of like God and Jesus being one. Because he says, okay, they're like, they say, you're not yet 50 years old and you have seen Abraham. He says, very truly I tell you, before Abraham was born, I am. And so who is God? God is I am. God is everything. God is omnipresent, mm -hmm. the Alpha and the Omega. And so he's saying, I think he's saying Abraham did know him because he did know God. They know him, but they know him when I think when he died. To me, it's like, I don't know, that's the person that's confusing. God's God. Jesus are Jesus. Both spiritually are the same, all right? But I think there is like, I put it to different persons. I don't know you, but to me, God is like person. separate and the same. That's a hard it's part exactly, to understand. It's, it's like, it's like me and you, we're working for a low form. But you are young and joy, but we're working for a single form. It's actually the same thing. God is God, and Jesus is Jesus. They when working together and work to save the humans, I mean the humanity, right? But they are different in different ways. Because when he comes to her, he say, I'm going to do the rules of my father. I'm gonna, uh, I, it's like, I do this for because of my father. So And he talks about them being separate. Exactly, so yeah. it's been separate. So when, when Abraham died, to me it's like, he don't know in the beginning who was Abraham. Like, Abraham don't know about Jesus. God talked to Abraham all the time in the Old Testament. But when Abraham died, all right, he went up there and find out, like, he's going he gonna to send he, God's going to send Jesus to earth to save everyone. So that's what I say, I renew Abraham. They're talking to them, like, I renew Abraham he, before he never born. No? Uh, that part is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like. Yeah, because Jesus is talking like he's God there. He's like, before Abraham was born, I am. Exactly. So he doesn't say, I was born. He says, just I am. Yes, I am. And I think that's just a reference to God saying, who are you? And he's like, I am the great, mm -hmm. I, am the great I am, or I am what I am. And um, so it is kind of yeah, tricky. Right, right. It's kind of challenging. Jesus is real deep. Real, real deep. And so they picked up stones to stone Jesus, and he disappears into the night. He hit himself. And so they were trying to kill him. They're there. They're trying to kill him. Jesus knows it. He's teaching them. He's frustrated. He's explaining to them. And, and um, you know, Jesus is on a mission, and nothing's going to stop the mission other than himself. But he didn't allow himself to stop it. You know, through all the trials, all the tribulations, nothing could stop it. The king, uh, the king that tried to kill him at birth couldn't stop him. Joseph couldn't stop him. Mary couldn't stop him. But something these people trying to kill him couldn't stop him. Yeah, the guards couldn't stop him. That's the thing. Something that it, that it comes to my mind. He couldn't stop himself. The devil couldn't stop him. Nobody could stop Jesus okay, on let, his mission. Let's put it this way: when we argue, when you fight, when you want to fight when another guy, when we argue, when we argue, when we want to fight another guy, right? You have so much hate. You want to fight, you want to really fight into that. How come Jesus has the power to don't let him do anything on him? Like, 
okay, you want to kill me. Go ahead, do it. Go ahead, do it. But in the ending, those people didn't do nothing. Yeah. I mean, when you want to kill somebody, I mean, you can you can maybe recollect all the murders they have on jail, right? You say, oh, I kill him because I want to kill him. But when you have intention to kill, you will kill. It's your desire. You want to kill him. But in, the, in this thing, when everything everything goes through the Bible, it's a lot of people that want to kill him, and they always avoid the killing. How? I don't know. I mean, because I'm going to kill you, John. I'm going to kill you. So I got the power to do that. But you got a way to seduce, I think, I don't know, to, to, to avoid that, and then we never did. Yeah, so he has complete control, you know what I mean? He knew that people were going to disagree with him, and he tried to convince them, and he told them the truth, and they didn't believe the truth, you know what I mean? And so yeah. there's a lot of people today that don't believe the truth, and yeah. they're aware, you know, they're aware of what it is. Imagine how much easier it would be to be in God's presence. To be among Jesus himself. Yes. And, um, but it was also more radical, right? Mm hmm So. Mm hmm That's true. A lot of people had one belief. And then there's somebody else that comes along with something completely different. And so it's like, okay, it goes completely against culture and, and how we do things. And so it's, it's revolutionary. And that was part of the challenge was the, the cultural change, the cultural shift, and the challenge against their beliefs as they had it at that time. And so, um, you know, I just praise Jesus and give him credit for everything he did and the challenges he overcame. And I know that it's, that it's more than, you know, more than what I can do. I think he encourages us. He says, you can do better than, than I did. You'll do greater miracles than me. But we'll never be a greater man than him. But, you know, we can, we can do miracles, greater miracles than he did. And yep. so that's exciting. You know, he did cool stuff. He did amazing things, and uh, there's no telling what you can do with Jesus behind you. If Jesus is within you, if Jesus is working your body for you, you're, you're going to do the same things, you know, the same things that he did, he'll do it through you, and it's, it's incredible. It's amazing. I've experienced it. I've seen it. I've felt it, and it's just unbelievable. It's, it's, I can't really explain it. I don't, you know, Jesus just is, is powerful, all-powerful, and you know, I hope everybody else, you know, explains it. I hope it helps you feel more confident in your faith. It's easy to lose faith. I keep reading the Old Testament about how these kings, like God, would get behind a king. Mm -hmm. And they would have great success. Okay. And then they would just forget about him and start worshiping like Baal, B-A-A-L. They'd go worship another god. And then he'd kill him. And then he threatened, he'd say, he would send like plagues, and everybody started dying. And then they decide they love God again. And then, and then a new king would come, and he would love God. And God would give him prosperity. 30 years, 40 years okay. of prosperity. And then they forget him again. <laughs> this happens like hundreds of times in the Old Testament. I'm reading through Second Chronicles right now. Hundreds of times, wow. over and over again, they forget God. And so... As I'm reading this, I'm like, you know what? Don't ever let me forget God or where where the things come from that I get and where my peace and my my uh, forgiveness and my love, where it comes from, it comes from God. And so I'm here to proclaim it. I don't want to make the same mistake that people made over and over and over and over again. You know, please, God, steer me away from anything like that. I want to be consistent. I want to be smart. I don't want to make stupid mistakes. And you see people make those mistakes over and over and over again. And they, they all die. <laughs> they die horrible deaths. I actually read one I read one story and I loved it. Um, so there's this great army that was going to attack. I think it was uh, Judah. Judah was part of Israel. And um, this great army was going to attack and they were certainly going to lose. So they decided to pray. They're like, God, please, please protect us. Please save us. The, the king was taunting them. Hey, you're going to die. We're going to kill you. We're more powerful than you. The king taunted them and he said, Did your God save all the other nations that I destroyed? Did your God save all the other cities I destroyed? No God can save me from me. So, um, so this guy has this powerful army marching. And God says, You're going to be okay. Don't worry. 
that's what he tells them. And they're like, what do you mean we're going to be okay? There's a, a powerful army coming. And so they march out to, to fight. And God says, I'll take care of it. He tells a prophet that to tell them. And they're like, okay, we're going to have faith and we're going to pray. So they have faith, they pray, they go to march. So while this army is marching, an angel comes down and just like kills them all. Right? And then the, the king gets scared and he runs to like uh, their, their uh, like church area. Okay which is a different God, a different church. And while he's there, like, the priests kill him. They chop his head off or something oh like that. And so it's like, like, this this guy who was, like, in one paragraph, like, one sentence, he's saying, where's your God? Your God is terrible. Your God is nothing. He has the most power. Three sentences later, <laughs> he's dead. And his armies are dead. Oh like God. this. And it'll happen like that. And, um... I mean, I believe it 100%. I have no, I have no lack of faith in it. And um, it can happen for you in other situations. Whatever it is that you're working towards in your life, things can change in an instant. They can change for the better, and they will when you have faith. And so that's the best advice I can give. That's what I've been learning. You know, I've been reading a lot. And um, I see the same patterns, but I also, you know, the stories have so much. They're so interesting. They're so juicy. So I love to share these stories with everyone because it's, it's amazing. So that's all I got. How about yourself? Yes, uh, my condolence, condolence to... Condolences. 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 I forgot. It's, you know, it's like... Uh, it's uh, Auntie Carmen Rivera. She passed away on Friday. She's, she's one uh, my ex-wife, uh, Auntie. And uh, I, since I was moving to work, I was planning probably visit her or see how she's doing or I had been wanting to talk to her but I got my mind to go over there and uh, and even I told my kids I, I call it and everything but they have some issues I don't know what I don't need. I don't even know I don't know those issues but it is like um, I don't understand how if Jesus forgive how human being you can forget another person even the person is sick you know it's like, and, and, and I was, I was in the way saying like, I don't want no one, especially to my kids, I don't want no Christ tears or, or faith, you know, uh, faith like, uh, oh, I miss her, no. It's like, you don't know them, you never was there, so why is the issue you're gonna cry, you know? So regardless about that, it's like, no matter, no matter who you're doing or no matter what person doing back to you, the person has a life and uh, it's always a forgive it's always like a, you can surrender to the Lord you surrender to God say Jesus you know what I will do my best to get along with it even this person is not likable for me or I hate the most but the more you hate the more sin you have it so if you forget about it you just you will get peace because you will, you will say you know I was in the beginning really bad with this person and now I start to like her, you know. So just like that, we're in a different ways. So you just have to be comp comprehend the situation. You're talking about the situation with God. Say, God, give me the strength to to get out and forgive and make a, a new relationship. That's all what you need because when you get it, when the person is gone, that's when you realize, oh, this is a stupid mistake. Oh, I'm not supposed to do that. And the things like you're really gone. You can claim it's like kids or, or, or sons or, or daughters. They say, my mom, she's the worst man ever. I don't want to see forever. And you will, you will see them when you go uh, to the cemetery. You see like kids like, scratching all the, I miss my mom. But you you were saying that you, you, she was a horrible person. No, she was the best for me. I went. So things like that. Don't let, it, don't let it the time pass by. Please. Whatever mistake people has it, say, man, I'm sorry. There was in, was intentional. Yes, I was made this mistake, but learning it was bad. So now, please free me. I forgive. I ask him for forgiveness. That's it. You try. You try. They don't want you to forget. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. But it should try. Yeah, I mean, all you can do is like take care of like yourself inside. You can't change what other people or what God puts in other people's heart, but you can change. You know, hey, I forgive them, and you let go of all the pain that they cause you. You know what I mean? 
and you let go of the hurt of thinking about it every time that they come up and you think about God's love, you know, let God's love take the place of that pain and just love people and, and however other people react, it's okay, you know, just, you know, go with where God leads you and do whatever makes you happy in your mission and, and go on. That's it. That's it pretty much. That's it. You want to pray us out? All right, let's pray out. Oh, our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful day. Also, we thank you with the past few days has been a really, I was praying to really bad situations, but anyway, you are the best. You're the one who given us the blessings. You're the one who take all the bad things away from us. So we really want to thank you for all these wonderful miracles that you do every day. Uh, for the people who is been out there without you, you always give it the strength, you give it the knowledge, and you give it the power. We even they know that, but in the end, they will know your name, they will know who you are, and they will follow you no matter what. Yes, you give it the chance that you are so much love to us. And also, we want to ask you, uh, our world we live in right now, we live in a lot of hate. We live in a, in a world like we are right now we are divided but you are the only one who can join us together and we get it together so i asking you as a mortal as a human being please keep giving the strength and the faith where we need each one of us so we can continue with your path with the legacy of your son jesus the the, the he one who sacrificed his life for us he never, his die never gonna be get forget. We is gonna continue with his path, and we asking you, just keeping us blessings, regardless our stupidity or mentality. You are the one, you are the Alpha and the Omega, and you know what going to do with us. So we asking this small pray in your son Jesus, Amen. Great, thanks. Awesome. Amen. Awesome. Yeah, happy to be be here and happy look forward Monday. to next Sunday or Friday or whenever we whenever we're ready. We're gonna be yeah. ready, yeah, sure. I think I like this little changing things up. Yeah, sometimes it's a change for good. I like it. Um it's great for me. I think it's important that people know that God doesn't only work on Sunday. That you don't only worship on Sunday, that mm -hmm. you worship he Sunday seven through days. Sunday. He <laughs> days. You do yeah. the day, you remember that? Yeah. And um and so I you know, I just think that, yeah, I'm super thankful, thankful for you and thankful Amy, that we could, you know, share. All right. All right. Bye, Bye guys.